0: not the thing your parents wanted you to do a long time ago, and it was frowned upon. You think about the old westerns and the, you know, the cheating and the shooting and all that stuff. And you know, it's just not really like that. It's become more mainstream. Uh, It's a great source of entertainment for a lot of variety uh, of people. And I just think the the quick exchanges, the fast points, the action of pickleball is something that can be very exciting for someone who has a little something on the match.
1: Hello, welcome back to the future of pickleball. We talk with the movers and shakers, the people that make things happen, the doers, and have I got one for you today. We got a few tangents we're gonna cover today that are a little new to pickleball, but I wanna welcome Adam Stone. Adam, welcome to the show.
0: Happy to be here, excited for this. We've had some logistic issues, but I'm here. Yeah, You're very, here and we're ready to rock.
1: Very nice. No, this is, this is great. I, I wanna do a little bit of an intro. Adam's a big player in pickleball if those of you who don't recognize him or understand his voice he is a primary broadcaster on pro pickleball he is one of the general managers of one of the major league pickleball pro teams adam has done he's been a pro player at the highest levels he's won national titles and he's the real deal and we're going to find out some very cool additional things about him adam what did i miss
0: uh that you, you covered it. Well, a podcast. You, uh, forget oh, yes. it. a podcast. Oh
1: yes, 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 yes. Sponsored by Selkirk. Sponsored by Selkirk. And and just uh, give your, your podcast a little pitch.
0: Yeah. yeah, so it's the It Feels Right Podcast. It's through the dink, sponsored by Selkirk. Uh my, my partner in crime is Rob Nunnery, and we just we just cover pro pickleball, general topics, and just have a lot of fun with it. So uh yeah, it's it's, it's good yeah. stuff.
1: And and I'll tell you, their podcast is one that I watch that's very, very timely, newsworthy. They've really got the pulse of what's going on because because they live in the pro space and frankly, they've got the dirt. So it's always kind of cool. Yeah. We, we,
0: we have the dirt and, and I have recently retired from playing pro pickleball, but I got, I got a little birdies out there. <laughs> I, I, I know what's going on in the mix. That's yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, one of the things that I like to do here on this show is we talk about where the sport's going, where it's been. You're possibly one of the earliest pro players in the game. Aren't you?
0: Uh, yes. So I, I've been, I, I was, I played pro for about six years. I've been playing pickleball a little over seven. So I actually think this is a unique situation where I'm kind of a unicorn. I'm one of the only pro players that's retired. So I, I'm kind of in this transition space of moving into, to my, my second pickleball career. And, you know, maybe five, 10 years down the line, there'll be plenty of high level players that have retired. But right now, there's not many. So it, it's, it's kind of a cool situation for me
1: very nice very nice so now when you when you think about the way your your weeks go by and your months go by in the sport other than being a new father of course mm-hmm. that's that's got to be kind of kind of yeah. epic yeah uh, ep- ep- great word <laughs> <laughs> um, you know where do you spend your time give us a little bit of an idea of what a, a month in the life of Adam Stone is with where you're spending the effort
0: right yeah so we so we try to uh, I do a lot of communication uh, with the SoCal hard eights. That's the team that I, I, GM and coach. Uh, they have a wonderful, uh, ownership group and, and we work in tandem and we're always in communication about, you know, player evaluations, prepping for the drafts of major league pickleball. Uh, the podcast, we try to do it at least once a week. Uh, I'm also occasionally, uh, co-hosting with James Ignatowicz on his, uh, podcast as well. And, uh, and, and yeah, so, so between all of that, the, uh, 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 going to the tournaments and doing the broadcast on the PPA tour and MLP, uh, takes up, takes up a pretty good chunk of time, uh, especially with the, the travel to the tournaments.
1: So now you're not playing the tour professionally. How much pickleball are you getting in?
0: Uh, so I actually was leaning towards kind of moving in to this part of pickleball. I, all my main goal was, to get good enough to have some results being known in the community and then use that to do something uh, in my second pickleball career. So uh, that was the goal and I was uh, able to do that. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy with where I'm at
1: right yeah, now. Very cool. Very cool indeed. You know, something that uh, you guys, most people, other than the real hardcores in the center of the pickleball swirl, don't know about Adam is he lived for a long time as a professional pickleballer. No. No, not a professional. A professional <laughs> poker player before he was a professional pickleball player. That that was a perfect
0: lead in because there's a lot of similarities between the two. Pickleball uh, poker really? together. Yes. So Guide me. Yes. So uh I have never seen I, I played professional poker for probably about 12 years. I have never seen a sport game activity where people get so obsessed. It is It's special between pickleball and poker, and I think that there is a really cool dynamic that in poker you can do that there's a lot of variance in both sport and game and you can do the wrong thing. in poker and it works out for you and you can do the right thing and it doesn't work out for you in a small sample, and I think that happens a lot in pickleball as well, you can make poor decisions and win the point, or you can make uh, good decisions and not win the point. So you have to go with a sustainable long-term strategy mm. and not let those short-term results be results-oriented and affect your long-term strategy.
1: Very cool. I have never thought of that, but it is, well, I shouldn't say that. I think of it sometimes, usually when I'm down about eight, six, <laughs> and I've missed three third-shot third uh-huh. drops in a row, uh-huh. and uh, uh, and that's it. So, you know, I really do wanna talk a little bit about poker. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's happening in pickleball is it's looking like we're really getting close to having gambling become part of the sport of pickleball. As, a, as somebody that's actually been in the serious gaming world, how do you see this thing actually happening? What will people who perhaps may not even be pickleball players, but are intrigued by the play of this new gambling opportunity, what do you think is gonna happen?
0: Oh, I, I think it's very exciting. Uh, it's, uh, not just poker, but with sports betting, gambling in general, there was, you know, a lot of, uh, uh it, it was kind of, a not the thing your parents wanted you to do a long time ago and it was frowned upon you think about the old westerns and the you know the cheating and the shooting and all that stuff and you know it's just not really like that it's become more mainstream uh it's a great source of entertainment for a lot of variety uh, of people and i just think the the quick exchanges, the fast points, the action of pickleball is something that can be very exciting for someone who has a little something on the
1: match. Now, so that's perfect. So one of the things that I've been trying to anticipate or figure out, maybe you can shed some light on it, is how will bets be constructed? How will things be done? You know, I know horse racing and, Mm -hmm. you know, parlays. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, uh, so how do you think the actual bets will be constructed
0: it is it is wild to 20 25 years ago you maybe you bet the money line or you just bet a team to win now it is you can do live betting you can do future bets of who is going to win the tournament you don't have to bet on a specific match but there is a variety of prop bets that are great for pickleball it could be over under amount of points it could be over and under uh, amount of third shot drops, uh, missed in a variety of different ways, yeah. uh, uh, to entertain, uh, the gambling audience. So, uh, I think it's, I think it's a great spectator sport. And I would even, uh, think, uh, you know, as a gambler, it would be more exciting to wa- watch a pickleball match you have money on than, say, a tennis match.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, one of the things that I'm thinking of, I mean, it's so many tournaments around the country. I've come to know a lot of the players, a lot of the players that I don't know, I know a lot about them and how they play. Would it ever be conceivable that I could be sitting there on my phone during a match and having having opportunities to make new decisions or new plays based on what's happened?
0: Oh, absolutely. Like I said, the, the live betting. So you can, you know, 50-50 at the start of the match, one team gets up 4-0, those, those odds shift, and you can, oh, press that button real fast. Oh, and yeah. so, so you can bet throughout. Um, uh, the, the internet, the technology has really made it very accessible, and there's a variety of ways um, to, um, yeah, to, to, to enjoy it. And, and let's be clear. If you play pickleball you love to watch you you know the talent but some of those players that are a little newer to the game or maybe don't know as much about it they don't understand the talent that is with these uh these shots and these players and if they just have a little something on it that is going to get them into the game they're going to start loving it because everybody gets addicted paul I, i always say name one person from your local pickleball group that started playing and doesn't play anymore. It's just, it's just not a thing. Exactly. Yeah. uh, Very cool.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it is, it is those kind of things are what we really like to talk about on this show in terms of meeting with people who've really been involved with making a difference in the sport and, and aiming it in a direction um, with what you're doing, particularly in broadcasting and working both in the management side or coaching management of pro teams, as well as being a primary broadcaster in it. What do you see happening in the pro game near-term? Oh my
0: goodness, uh, things are just moving so quickly. Um, I think what we're really gonna see is uh, just the, the pro sport being a little more professional. I think a lot of these players are gonna have small teams. We, all, we already see uh, Leia Jansen, She is she's working uh, in the gym. She has a tracking coach for visual tracking of the pickleball, and when you have Uh, a little more money coming into the sport, you can get uh, the support of a team and have some extra people that help you. I I don't care who you are in the sports world, you don't get there by yourself. And so to to see uh, the ability of these pro players uh, have some extra tools at their disposal, I think it'll be
1: very exciting. Very cool, very cool. Before I forget, I wanna mention something. We're talking about a lot of different podcasts that go on and Adam's talking about. For any of you that don't know, the Selkirk TV app, it's on on every app store, is free and it is the most comprehensive. Obviously, my cast is on there, Adam's is. But there are 14 major podcasters that are all aggregated. Most of the major events or many of the major events are broadcast live on it and you can mm-hmm. watch it on your phone. So don't miss the opportunity to do Selkirk TV on your phone. It's an invaluable resource. Commercial's over, we're segueing back in here. <laughs> so, so now in in you're involved very much in the pro game. As you start looking at what you've seen in the six years that you're talking about a pro, much less earlier than that playing, you've seen this enormous change, meteoric growth. What are the next seven years gonna bring?
0: Ah, uh, Man, that's, that, that's a great question. Right when I came in, those paddles were smooth as a baby's butt. You couldn't really grip the ball. The game was completely different. We see a little more fast paced and the ability to execute offensive shots uh, from different positions with the spin that you can get on the paddle. So I expect the game in between the lines to get even faster and have uh, the ability for more exchanges and more firefights, which I love as a player and I am I like watching those as well. So, uh, and then outside the lines, the business part of it, as we touched on a little bit earlier, uh, lots of sponsorships coming in and it's not just pickleball sponsors anymore. We're kind of, kind of like golf. You're getting the investment companies and some of the bigger non-pickleball companies to invest. And and you know, uh, you know, money changes a lot of things, you know, maybe not all 100% for the good, but when you have that in there, there's a lot more options uh, uh, for players, for uh, companies, and, and there's just a lot more opportunities in the sport, whether you're a player or, uh, you know, someone kind of more on the uh, media side, uh, content creation side as well.
1: You know, it is, it is, believe it or not, I'm an older man. And, uh, and I was actually around the, the tennis game when it came, the pro game began in the early seventies. Mm-hmm. Was a young man, I'd grown up playing tennis. I was at events, the greatest players in tennis's history rod laver ken rosewald stan smith were no further away from me than you are like we are currently in Mm -hmm. pickleball do you think we're going to be able to maintain this unique cool experience or will money end up driving those guys into private spaces and uh, we'll they'll walk out on the court and that'll be our only access to them
0: i think eventually if the growth continues like it is it will be the latter unfortunately so would you
1: fix that for me
0: (laughs) it's tough because it was yeah early on more camaraderie more uh jobs in between the tournaments you go you play you have dinner you have have an adult beverage or two uh and It's just not super realistic for it to stay just like that. Maybe we can find a happy middle ground, uh, which I think we're probably at about right now, but this is just the way the world works and when it becomes more uh, of a business and more of uh, exclusive livelihood of a lot of the players and and people working in the sport, it's just a natural progression.
1: Maybe we could put up a glass wall where we <laughs> yeah. could still say close. I like Very it. Very cool. You know, I'm gonna tell you, one of the things that I I love about what we're we, the collective and doing in pickleball, and particularly what I do with this show, is getting a chance to meet people like you. When you think of of where we're at, you've got a child that's Six years from now is going to start playing pickleball. I'm guessing. Probably so, Probably maybe before. Maybe before. <laughs> um, what do you? What would you like to see from a parent family? You know, uh, that dynamic is is really in my sweet spot in terms of I love seeing young families and bringing kids in and this camaraderie. Any visions that way as a new dad?
0: Oh uh, no, that's a great question. And you know, I think the average pickleball player when I first started was about 78.4 years old. And that number has dropped drastically. Sure. So you can see uh, some of the younger uh, players getting it. And the fact that it's such a social sport, I really think it can grab that, you know, that 20 to 30 range, uh, maybe uh, young singles that can have that have a couple drinks, play a- a- and all that stuff. So uh, to, to get it into schools, to make it part of a curriculum to where it's, it's, you know, more of a mainstream sport, like some of the baseballs, basketballs and footballs, I think is something that that will happen more and more. And uh, I think that that's very exciting. And just to thank or to mention pickleball in the same breath as some of those other sports as you could, you know, you couldn't have just played another sport and converted to pickleball you could just be a pickleball player i think that that's that's great
1: yeah you know it's interesting there are there are two states that have stuff going on that a lot of the industry doesn't know about yet uh the state of arizona has is now reaching out the board of education is reaching out to its school systems asking them to add more pickleball courts on their middle schools and high schools because they want to broaden the curriculum in phys ed Mm -hmm. State of Utah has 15 high schools having an intramural pickleball event that just finished. So these things are, are happening so fast. And I think when we get some role models of this, it'll be great for other states to look at and see. Um, so I think that's all positive. One other thing, though, are you doing anything or is there anything that you're aware of with the growth of youth pickleball in the pickleball space itself?
0: Right. So uh, I definitely try to do some charity work, some exhibitions, some things like that. But, uh, there is an, an exciting development. The, uh, the APP Next Gen and Ken Herman has put together a group of players, uh, that are kind of on the cusp of getting to the pro level. And they are in the mid, late teens and a couple in their early twenties. And I am having the pleasure to work with them with, uh, Chad Edwards, Simone Jargine's husband. And I, I really like that development process, sure, so sure. Uh, especially when you're working with someone that has some really nice tools at their disposal, you can see the levels, w- when they level up, and you can see it, and you and you feel like you have a part of that, right. and I think that that's a really cool feeling and something that I would like to have some aspect of what I'm doing in pickleball be involved uh, with, with some of the younger players, uh, I, I would like to do that always.
1: You know, it is it is. I've been very involved in trying to help launch youth pickleball for a long time. Um, we're we think we finally got the secret sauce for spring of 2024 to bring it nationally. But part of our goal is to reach out not just to elite level pros, mm-hmm. but teaching pros and and getting behind these programs. When I grew up in tennis, when I would go to a big tournament, my coach was there from the club that I played at and he took such great pride and there was bragging rights between the different coaches as to who was bringing which players along. I would love to see that in pickleball. Is that, is that realistic? Oh, definitely.
0: I think it is. And I did a little bit of that with tennis as well. So I have a tennis background. Uh, I played in college. I stayed on to be the grad assistant there and I did a little, you know, some country club lessons and that kind of thing working with juniors. And I think that's, exactly what could happen with pickleball and i think it's great and not to mention could could there could there be a better intramural sport than pickleball it's absolutely perfect uh the social aspect so uh i i think i think the youth and, and getting them involved in the game is is something that is
1: for sure going to happen ah i've got an idea for you okay so imagine that kid that's not the biggest tall. He's not making the varsity football team. Mm-hmm. He's not tall enough to be on the varsity basketball team. He's not quick enough to be on the soccer You're team. You talking about me? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe I am, but that kid to have, if when we can get pickleball to a point that in high schools, in an interscholastic environment, that kid can have a varsity sports experience and they can be superstars and think 16, 17 year olds, that number one player might be a girl. Wouldn't yeah. that be something? That's right. Because I love the gender neutrality of our sport. And we're about as close as any sport that I can think of in terms of, of women's and men's play. But wouldn't that be cool? So get your kids kicking their schools in the butt to mm-hmm. let's get, uh, let's get uh, high school interscholastics going. And, uh, we'll have a lot of fun with that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm in. I'm cool. in. <laughs> cool.
1: Well, I told you we were gonna have a good one today. I want you to watch. get your Selkirk TV app going, watch gambling. I'm gonna get a little bit of coaching on how to place those prop bets from Adam <laughs> here. Thank you all very much for being with us today. Next time.